If your truck payment is bigger than your house payment, you might be a redneck. Now, I, that's not mine. I didn't I didn't make that up. I actually got that from Dave Ramsey. He, I was watching some, uh, you know, I tried to see what the competition's up to, so I was checking out his YouTube videos, and that was one of his quotes. He said, if your truck payment is bigger than your house payment, you might be a redneck, and that is awesome. <laughs> well done, Dave Ramsey. I got to that is, there's a lot of people around here that are like that. There's a lot of people around here with $1,000 truck payments and up. Yes. And house payments that are less than $1,000. That's a real thing around here in South Carolina. I would say that 20% of people, their truck payment is bigger than their house payment for sure. Big truck culture is one of the dumbest things I have ever seen. I don't understand it. I don't understand the motivation for wanting to get a big ass truck. I mean, they are luxury vehicles. They cost 70,000, 80,000. The Ford F350 costs $100,000. They cost as much as my Corvette. That is bananas that people buy these trucks. And you can't even park these fucking things. You you like pull into a parking lot and I don't know why, maybe somebody can explain this to me, but these trucks always have to back in. They can't they can't go in head first. So they have to do like this elaborate 19 point turn in order to back into a parking spot. And meanwhile, you're sitting there waiting like a chump. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Big ass trucks. Lots of big ass trucks around here. If I'm going to spend 100 grand on a car, I'm going to buy a Porsche. I'm not going to buy a truck. Why do people do that? They are luxury vehicles. I mean, it's like a Cadillac. It's like anything else. They're luxury vehicles. I do love the Walter the Cat commercials that Chevy Silverado does. The Walter the Cat commercials. Has nobody seen a cat before? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but that is the ultimate big-ass truck is a Chevy Silverado. And if you look at the features of the truck, I mean, it's it's a luxury car. You know, don't get a big ass truck. You can if you have a million dollars. But if you have a million dollars, my guess is you're not interested in a truck. You probably want to buy a Porsche or a Corvette or something like that. So these cars that you can only afford if you make a million dollars are attractive to people who have $20,000. That's the thing. And they kill people's credit because you have these $1,000 plus truck payments and I, I, I look I don't have any numbers but I think they they probably get repossessed all the time maybe not in this economy but sure you know it's poor people or at least middle class people that are buying these trucks and they're going deep into debt to do it and the funny thing about Ford is like they got rid of all their sedans except for the Ford Mustangs they got rid of all their sedans they're just selling trucks and SUVs that's what people want. And what are you hauling in the back of this truck? I mean, obviously, if you have a big ass truck, you would think that you were some hauling some shit around. But I don't see you see it's the commercials, man. Like the commercials, they drop a bunch of cinder blocks in the bed of the truck. They bought drop a bunch of lumber. They drop a bunch of dirt. Nobody is putting anything in the back of these trucks. They're just they're for commuting. <laughs> and parking. Oh, man. I mean, nobody's going to scratch up their $80,000 truck with a bunch of cinder blocks. So 
Don't get me started on this, but I already am started on this. You might be a redneck if your truck payment is bigger than your house payment. There are habits of highly effective people and there are habits that are, uh, what was I going to say? Not highly effective people. You know what I mean? Having a truck payment bigger than your house payment is not a habit of highly effective people. So let's say you already bought one of these big ass trucks too late. What do you do with it? Uh, you sell it, you get rid of it. You sell it immediately, immediately sell the thing, sell the big ass truck and buy something that costs $25,000. You know, used car prices are through the roof these days and you'll get a lot of money for it. Sell it and pay off the loan. Take down your debt and live a financially free life. Go buy a Ford Focus used or something like that. It's all about your ego. I, that's what I don't understand. It's it's like a redneck thing. It's like like you're you're not a man unless you have a big ass truck. You know, all hat and no cattle. Got to drive a monster truck to feel like a man. You know, you know what I suggest? Just go drive a Miata. That's it's a man's car. I actually know some men that drive Miatas and they actually love that car. So so I know what you're saying. You're like, hey, asswipe, you have a Corvette. And I'm like, yes, I have a Corvette. I will tell you how much it costs. It costs $118,000. And I also paid cash for the Corvette because I have the cash. So if I finance the Corvette, then maybe you could say something. But I didn't. I pay cash. I also think if you're going to buy a $100,000 Corvette or a $100,000 truck, I think you get a lot more value out of the Corvette. Uh, I mean, the Corvette is going up in value. It's appreciating because it's scarce and the truck is depreciating. Ford F-350 is a $100,000 truck and the whole thing makes me tired. Uh, I heard it. This is kind of tangentially related. I heard a story recently there was a friend of mine, he was driving through downtown Charlotte and a kid on a state skateboard pulled up next to him and he looks out the window at the kid on the skateboard and he looks at his shoes and he says, those are fancy shoes. And the kid's like, yeah, they're Versace. And my friend said, well, how much do they cost? And he said, 2,500 bucks. And my friend's like, do you have a house? <laughs> $2,500 sneakers that by the way, like I think there's certain circumstances in which you can justify spending 2,500 bucks in a pair of sneakers, but I would not be riding a skateboard with them. Okay. Stupid people tricks. I mean, I have some expensive shoes. I probably have like four pairs of shoes that cost a thousand bucks at this point. And I do wear them. They get worn, but I have plenty of cash, so it's not an issue. And when you get to be rich, you can buy expensive cars and buy expensive shoes. But the thing is, is that we're impatient. We don't want to wait until we are rich. We want to buy this stuff now. We want to have these things now. The first expensive watch I bought was a Tag Heuer, which is on the low end of the mechanical watches. And it cost about 5000 bucks. And I want to say I was like 41 or something like that. So I waited until I was 41, maybe 42, to have an expensive watch. And this is after a Wall Street career and all the stuff that I've done. You know, I never bought it up until that point. And I'm building a house and I'm going to be 48 in a couple of days. And I waited until age 48 to build my own house. Could have done that earlier too. 
and financially stretch myself, but I didn't. I waited until I had the cash. It is all about patience. And also, not having a giant ego and thinking that you are worth these things when you really aren't. I was making a lot of money at Lehman relative to my age, you know, relative to how old I was. I was making a lot of money at Lehman and I was buying a lot of cheap suits, but you've heard that story before. It, you know, I didn't buy an expensive car until I was 47. The most expensive car I had up until that point was $40,000. Now, they say the average age of a car on the road is 11 years. The average. So the average car was made in 2011. So I was riding in my friend's car the other day, and it was from 2007. And I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is feels pretty old. It feels like an old car. My Toyota is five years old, and I'm sick of it and want a new car which I've talked about a bunch because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So let's talk about the new car. Uh, in November, I got into an accident with a Toyota. I banged it up pretty good, took it to the collision shop, and I got a loaner. The loaner was a BMW X3. <clears throat> and immediately I was like, this car is so much better. It's so much better, you know. And the X3 is the small SUV that BMW makes. The X5 is a slightly bigger one that I would like to get. Um, but the Toyota that I have, it's, it only, I mean, it's got 82,000 miles, but you know, from the standpoint of a Toyota, that's really not that much. And I can't really justify trading it in or can I, you see used car prices make this calculus a lot more interesting these days because, you know, I looked it up and I could get about $25,000 for my car, which is pretty good. And if I got a BMW X5 that's fully loaded, it's 80,000 bucks. So I just have to come up with 55,000 bucks, which is not that bad. And then you're asking, would I finance it? And no, no, I wouldn't. I'd pay cash. Um, all I got to do is one good trade and I can pay for that car. I just need to have some patience. And keep in mind that when I was doing the radio show, when I was doing the Jared Dillian show, I made fun of BMWs all the time. Right. I said they were a status symbol. I said that they were a leasing car. You you drive them for three years and then they fall apart. I said all these things. I, I, I shit on BMWs all the time. And then I finally drove one and I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, and I asked around and I've heard some pretty good things about BMWs. So my car it is the Toyota is is fucking terrible. Like. I, I play music off of iPods. There's Bluetooth, and my iPods won't hook up to the car, so I can't play music in my car. And when I'm on the phone, it drops the calls all the time, and the electronics don't work, and it's all buggy, and it's a mess. I mean, that's really my major complaint. I mean, the Toyotas, they drive just fine. I mean, you can ride them forever, but the electronics are just an absolute disaster. The BMW feels like a real car. It feels like a nice car, you know, and the Toyota feels cheap. Feels like a joke. And I've had Toyotas my whole life. Not anymore. I'm done. This last iteration that I got in 2017, it just sucks. And I think the quality's gone downhill and I'm done. Anyway, that's all I got for that today. Everything's great on my end. Work is good. School is good. The cats are good. Vesper, just one cat of the month. I keep asking my wife for more cats and she keeps saying no. And you got to remember my cat's names. Okay, this will come in handy someday. My cat's names are Stripe, Tars, Uma, Vesper, Wendy, and Zenya. And Wendy's got a birthday coming up, March 24th. She's got a birthday coming up. So don't forget Wendy's birthday. 
She's going to be eight years old, which is not bad for a rescue cat. That's it for the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.